At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Second hour, my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always appreciate you joining us. Jonathan Von Tobel, Wes Reynolds alongside as well today. A couple of things. Chris Andrews is going to be with us in just a couple of minutes. But first, uh, let's put a bow on this Wes Reynolds. We did see a bit of history today. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola. Ten consecutive strikeouts for Nola against the New York Mets. The last one to go down, Michael Conforto, and thus ties the record. That Tom Seaver had set, correct? Yeah, that would be Tom Seaver on April 22nd, 1970. Of course, the year before, the Miracle Mets in in Flushing, Queens, New York. And uh, was Tom Seaver, pretty good pitcher. Uh, pretty good when you tie a record of Tom Seaver's, a, a obvious Hall of Famer and a legend in Major League Baseball. So Aaron Nola does get 10 strikeouts. Hasn't gotten a lot of run support, but so far he's gotten enough. Now going in the bottom of the six, Philadelphia, one nothing lead over the Metropolitans. Wes, I do not know how old you are but I will guess that you were not born when Seaver set the record. I was not. I was <laughs> born when he was ending his career with the Chicago White Sox because I used to be a baseball card collector. So got those Tom Seavers, and he was late in his career back then in the mid-1980s. All right, let's set the table for the NBA later tonight because we haven't mentioned this yet, but the, the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, down one nothing in their series against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, who just refused to lose in these game ones. They've been really solid. So... I will ask you this, and we'll get Chris Andrews' thoughts on this as where the market has gone. Open of 7.5, we are now up to 8.5. The difference between this game and the last is that that 8.5 seemed to disappear pretty quick for game one. 8.5 mm -hmm. is stuck around here for game two, playing the zigzag, which I think, uh, of course, 
Our own Dave Tooley has tracked throughout yes. this postseason 43% if you're playing the zigzag in mm-hmm. this postseason. So it hasn't gone very well. Last time I checked, you want to get about 53% to break even at least. So your thoughts here at this point as we're sitting at 8.5 for this Bucks and Hawks matchup. Yeah, I like the angle a little bit more in the first half on the Milwaukee Bucks, minus 5. The 8.5, I still think, look, Atlanta never quits. Mm-hmm. They give you an honest 48 minutes pretty much every time out. And they have come back. Obviously, we saw it a couple times in that Philadelphia series. So they're never, it doesn't feel like they're ever out of a game. They never really give you an inch or give in. But if you look at Milwaukee on the first half with the bounce back, during the season, they were 27-12-2 against the spread. And then here in the postseason, when you combine that, it's 4-0-2 in the first half. So the favorite's been taking care of business so far. And I think maybe that's going to happen with Milwaukee. They're going to get out to an early lead tonight because I think what had happened now that they got rid of Philadelphia and they got rid of Brooklyn, all of a sudden, oh, we've got the Atlanta Hawks here. It's sweep time. A lot of the media was saying, oh, this isn't going to be a series. Well, Atlanta and Nate McMillan clearly had other ideas and so did Trey Young with 48 in game one but when you look at this maybe Milwaukee is like okay now we know we're in a series fellas we got slapped in the face a little bit we know that it's not going to be given to us and we know also that we've had the disappointment of the last two years when they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference got bounced in the finals against Toronto got bounced in the semifinals last year so now we're not the number one seed but now we're the obvious favorite to go ahead and play for the NBA finals and represent the Eastern Conference I think they come out strong tonight so I do like the Bucks in the first half I think eight and a half for the full game though is getting a little rich to be laying to Atlanta in the spot uh, to clean up and give you the official number here according to Dave Tooley the zigzag theory if you're playing this the entire way the Clippers have gone 2-0 and against the spread because they you know, lost the two games covered the both right after the loss but overall in the postseason the zigzag a 24 and 33 ATS so 42.1 percent against the spread a very popular theory what you always say JVT and we talked about it with that trend in terms of teams being 0-2 down and then going back home if you know it they know it so you're not Mm. fooling these guys necessarily on these trends and these angles here they know about the zigzag so it's baked into the cake we'll ask chris if he knows about the zigzag theory when he comes on with us Maybe it's a new concept to him. You never know. The way it's talked about, you never know. Maybe it's, maybe some of these things are baked into a number like this. Uh, you don't say, right? Right. And so, uh, also, and we'll get Chris's thoughts on the conversation we were having earlier, right? The very popular trend that's been for a while, the 2-0 coming back home, a lot of interesting numbers around that. Uh, but in this one, too, look, uh, I did bet 7.5 with Atlanta. I'll, I'll find myself back in here at 8.5. Again, I wrote about this in the series preview. And, by the way, I will push back. You know the Bucks can win four straight. It's, it's a series, but uh, there's still a five right. in there. But regardless, uh, as somebody who picked this to win, in, uh, the Bucks to win in five, also that was going to be a pretty uber competitive series. Like the seven and a half, the eight, the eight and a yeah, half. Yeah, there are competitive five-game series, um, as you mentioned the other day when we were talking. About remember, the, remember the uh, the Pacers-Cavs series like four years ago, yes. where Paul George was still a Pacer. They got swept, but every game was yes. like a one-point game, and they covered every single one of those numbers. It was absolutely nuts. All right, Chris Andrews is going to be with us at the desk. Get his thoughts on everything in terms of these betting angles, what they know and what they don't. I'm sure we could teach Chris Andrews some lessons in the world of sports betting and getting him in, get him in on some of these trends here in the association. It's my guy. 
Jazz in the Desert from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Wes Reynolds alongside, and joining us at the desk, the big cheese here at the South Point Sportsbook, Chris Andrews. First off, how are you doing? Haven't talked to you for a while. How have you been? Doing great. Doing great. How you been, pal? Good. You know, as you can see, I got a white coat on. It always means that you know I'm looking fresh, feeling good. Look good, feel good, play good, right? Very good. That's the way you it got rolls. the hairdo, uh, the pompadour. I'm That's very right. envious. I know Wes <laughs> isn't. The, uh, Wes Conan. isn't, but I am. He's got the Conan O'Brien <laughs> pompadour. Yeah, we yeah. were we were talking on Twitter about Conan O'Brien ending his 28 year yeah, run yeah. in late night last night. I will say uh, it did come out a little bit higher than I wanted it to today. So okay. I, I'm a little self conscious about it, but I'm glad it looks good. Or at least you're telling you me. You look it looks like good. Clark Kent a little bit, maybe. Ooh, I like it. How about that? Same physique, right? Exact. <laughs> I, yeah. Carbon copy. Exact, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, first off, uh, let's just, we'll start with, I, I think the bigger story out here in our own backyard is obviously Vegas getting eliminated yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so, for you, how'd that go? Because we were kind of asking Dwayne, we didn't get a lot of time with him, though. But it is pretty interesting, Chris, from a market perception, how high the market was on the Vegas Golden Knights, or how low they were on the Montreal Canadiens. This is a team that has been favored only twice in this postseason run. You laid a price of them three times. That was a minus 105 that we're talking mm-hmm. about the other, the third time. So your thoughts as a bookmaker to see that the market was so high on one side, so low on the other, and here we are. Well, I would say we did really even business throughout. You know, So whether you're judging as a handicapper or as a bookmaker might be two different things. As a bookmaker, I thought the prices were really good. Matter of fact, we, we did get quite a bit of money on Montreal throughout the series. And even in the series itself, there was money for Montreal. I had lunch with Michael Gaughan today, and the first thing he says, boy, I thought you would do a lot better with the, yeah. the, the Lightning getting – or with uh, the Knights getting eliminated last night. I said, well, I, I thought we would too. But the fact is, and like we, you were talking about, with some of the NBA stuff. Everybody knows what the market is. So we had a lot of the public betting on the Knights. A lot of wise guys were coming in betting the other way. They did see a lot of value on uh, on Montreal, and you could see why. Ever since that Toronto series when they were down 3-1, I don't know what happened to Carey Price because he did not have a very good season, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But he's been like a man on fire ever since then. He's seeing everything, stopping everything. And uh, so a lot of the sharp money certainly was on Montreal. But, you know, really it was, uh, it was about an even series uh, financially for us. So what, what is real quick, sorry, Wes, but like what does the elimination of Vegas, we've seen hockey betting evolve from the public yeah. out here. What does that do for you from a handle perspective? Is there still a passion for hockey once VGK is eliminated or how does this work? Well, I think the passion's going to drop off quite a bit. I mean, you guys are around here and you see what happens. I mean, it's just electric when those guys are playing. Um, you know, the, the, the whole community is really glommed onto this team from day one. Yeah. First of all, they did a great job marketing, but even more importantly, they they won pretty much from the beginning of their franchise. They spoiled us all. They did. I mean, right. you know, actually, I was talking to Vinny today. Where do they get some of these downturns like every franchise and every sport has? No, that's never going to happen. What are you no, about? no, I doubt that. But I mean, I think think that this is uh, something that uh, it'll definitely hurt our handle. And, um, you know, if you're looking at it from from like Michael Gaughan's perspective, yeah, we're going to lose all that handle. I thought we'd win a little bit more uh, with, you know, with them getting beaten. But uh, but it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not happy about that. But, uh, you know, listen, guys like us, I mean, you're going to watch every game. Yeah. You're going to probably bet every game. And, you know, that's kind of what the nature of it is. But I think a lot of those guys who are out there, you know, ten, twenty, hundred dollar betters, they might stay home or, or at least put their money towards baseball Something or basketball. Different. 
So from that future liability standpoint, and obviously you guys probably know different than a lot of shops here in town. You're always going to have liability on the nights, and a lot of it necessarily isn't from the locals. It's from the tourists. They want to bet yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. You're never really going to get that great price, and why would you, considering first four years they've been to the playoffs all four years and have spoiled us with their success. But what about the Tampa Bay side here in terms of future liability? Obviously, they were the winners of the Stanley Cup last year, favorites in the East, and now they're in a game seven with the New York Islanders? Well, we do okay on the hockey no matter what, even when, yeah. the, the, when the Knights were still in it. Uh, you know, we're in good shape. I think actually uh, uh, as, as of this moment, I think the Lightning are actually the best team mm-hmm. out of the last three in there, you know, because they have been low all year. And, you know, they were the champions last sure. year. And, you know, they never really slumped too badly during the course of the year. So we were always pretty much uh, on top of the uh, the table when you looked at uh, the odds board. So, I mean, um, you know, it's very hard for anybody to be a huge favorite in hockey. I always said hockey's a game of inches more than any other sport that we book. You know, but uh, they were certainly up there all year, and uh, we we do well with them. And I listen, I, I hope it's a great series. Yeah. Uh, you know the way Montreal's been playing right now, and you you know you're talking about the Atlanta Hawks keep coming at you. you know, Montreal keeps coming at you the whole time, man. So and it's hard to get the the, the puck past Carey Price. So let me ask you this: So we saw in that last, the game yesterday, right? The market, the consensus on Montreal kind of swung a little bit. Finally, right? We're talking about dollar seventy prices for right. Vegas in Montreal the first two times. Then you see dollar thirty five in, in that range yesterday. Yeah. So I'm curious. Like how far has the pendulum swung on Montreal in terms of perception, and when we're talking about a series against Tampa or a series against New York? Well, that's an interesting question. We'll have to see, I guess. Yeah. But I think right now, if they play New York, you know, New York would have the home ice. And let's not forget, what, what did they win? Wes probably knows this because I know he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. What they win? Twenty-four games during the course of the season, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah. at home, New York was the best team in terms of a home ice advantage. Yeah. No, I mean, what did Montreal win overall? Oh, like oh, twenty-four. Oh, the, yeah, they were in the mid twenties, yeah, and, they, they and that's why a lot of people didn't see them coming. And then that's what I was talking about earlier is because you have the playoffs in the regular season in the NHL. They're more different than anything because yeah. when you look at the data, if you're a data miner or an analytic guy keep in mind then that regular season data that's going to include that that overtime with less skaters on the ice so that's always going to include that not so much with the shootout but you don't have shootouts in the playoffs so you can't just overly rely on regular season data and we've seen that before in the Stanley Cup look sometimes a team is an underdog comes out of nowhere I think the last time a, a team won three series going into the Stanley Cup finals I think it was 1995 with the New Jersey Devils and remember they had a great goaltender in Martin Brodeur and they played that neutral zone trap and were able to sweep the Red Wings in four games so sometimes this happens in the NHL what year was that 1995. Okay, I think they beat the Penguins that year, too, which was probably yeah. the best Penguin team, if I remember my years correctly. And that was... Uh, that old neutral zone trap oh, that, that frustrated everybody Gee, no. with the New Jersey no, I'm Devils. I'm sorry, that was... I'm thinking back... I think it was the year before the Islanders yeah. played yeah. a very similar neutral zone trap. But, boy, I hated that neutral zone trap. Anyway, <laughs> get back to the prices. Yeah. I think New York would probably, I think, be about $1. forty for the series, something like that. And Tampa, I think we're looking a little closer to $2. Yeah. Maybe even two ten, something like that. So, what have you guys looked at today in terms of action? Because we know we got the injury with Kucherov, everything's going on there. So, what has it been like handle-wise for today? Uh, good handle, yeah, yeah, for both, but you know, basketball particularly. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a pretty strong move from seven and a half up to eight and a half. Uh, I think we've kind of reached a little bit of an equilibrium there with the eight and a half, but we're still a couple hours till post time. We'll have to see a lot of money line play on the Bucks. Um, 
I don't know if they're going to come back the other way or not, but, you know, the Hawks, they just keep coming. Uh, you know, JVT, I, I heard you say you laid the seven and a half when it first opened. You know, I, I thought seven and a half was a good number myself. Well, I but, took seven and a half. Oh, you took oh, seven yeah, and a half. Oh, okay. Half, yes. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Uh, I think this Hawks team is really good. And, you know, ever since they made the coaching change about – they were two or two yeah. months ago, three months ago, whenever I mean, it's a and whole 20. new team, yeah. just a whole different team. They're really playing some great ball. Nate McMillan is certainly giving Pacers fans. I was going to say, you're in Indiana. getting rid of them. You ain't kidding. Because yeah. they parted ways in the offseason. It was probably the right move in hindsight, but it's also like, you know, sometimes a coach gets with the team that's going to listen to a new voice, and the Pacers clearly were done listening to him, and Nate, I think, was done with this team, too. But Nate McMillan's absolutely got them on the doorstep right now. Yep. I mean, it sucks for you, but hey, man, the door's open. Rick Carlisle, right? Mm-hmm. Coming back home, Wes. You're excited about that. Absolutely. Compared to the other options that are out there for the Pacers, I'm all aboard with Rick Carlisle. So I like, I always like picking your brain about this stuff, and you know this, Chris. I like prices, and I like market perception, and all these sort of things. So one of the things uh, this postseason I've been kind of harping on is, you know, we always hear about this trend that was very popular a couple years ago, right? Though down to nothing, going back home thing. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as Wes says, if we know it, they know it. You yeah. guys know it. And, and I have been fascinated by the kind, like when you look at some of the numbers, and we have some of the prices. Can we put the first quarter numbers up real quick? Some of the numbers that betters are still willing to lay into or get into, despite the fact that there's no value in them. And you guys have been baking up these numbers by quite a bit, right? So, for example, we have these first quarter lines, right? So, game three, Wizards and 76ers. Philadelphia is a five and a half point favorite for the game, and it did close as a one and a half point uh, favorite. Excuse me, a two, one and a half point. I think we have this wrong. I think we got this the other one because the Wizards were a two and a half point favorite in the first quarter of that game, despite being a five and a half point underdog in that contest. Like, these kind of things yeah. for you guys, how popular has this still been despite the fact that you're sitting here jacking up numbers left and right? Because guess what? Like, if they're going to keep playing it and they're going to keep taking these bad numbers, it's incredible. It's so funny. I just I talked to a guy just, I think, yesterday, the day before we had lunch. I don't want to mention his name. He's a friend of the show. He says he still knows guys, his boss, one of them, that say, boy, you got to bet the home dog on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's from like 1970, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean? But some guys get married to these trends and they never yeah. forget about them. And I mean, you see it here. We know, we certainly know about it and we're going to win and lose about half the game, something like that. But all the, that gravy that was there maybe two or three years ago when this trends, uh, you know, really kind of hit, uh, you know, peak pa- popularity. And I would everybody say. finds out. About yeah. It. And it, it all gets into the number, you know, and uh, I mean, there's, there's some things and I think sometimes bookmakers are uh, late to the show as far as adjusting prices. I have a big beef with some of the baseball prices. I think are too cheap on some of these favorites, yeah. even though they're astronomical. But uh, I think that uh, right now, when you're looking at these first quarter, first halves, you know all, that trend is baked into the number pretty good. And what you said about trends, actually, JBT quoted Jimmy in terms of saying trends don't pay the rent. And it's kind of like when you know, and we see this a lot, I think, with novice betters and newer betters. Because I remember when I first started this, sure, you're looking for any information you can get, so you find trends most readily accessible. So a lot of casual and new bettors will bet those and use those as crutches. And it's kind of like, you know, they're thinking, oh, this trend is going so well over a long term. It's like the trend can be your friend, but more often than not, a trend is just an acquaintance. Very good. I like. I haven't heard that uh, saying, but I like that because I do think these trends, uh, m- most of them are just data mining. Mm-hmm. You know, you're bet- mm-hmm. you know, guys tell me these, and I said, you know, I went across the street to bet on some of those games. They won't let me do them. I can only bet on games in the future. You know, so uh, you know, the trends can. 
can analyze the past very well, but they don't particularly analyze what's going to happen next. Right, and, and as I have pointed out for this season at this point right now, you know, you'll hear the big sample size of, hey, this trend, I think it's like some ridiculous, well, you had the number, West First quarter, first half over the last few years over the larger sample size is what? Yeah, it was like before going into this playoff season, yeah. I think going back to 05, it was like 67%. It was 80, 38, and 2. I may be off by a game or two, but that's basically what it was. And look, last year you didn't have it because we didn't have the, or we had the bubble, right. so you didn't have any home team. So now all of a sudden the odds makers and the bookmakers catch up with this. It's baked into the cake, like Chris was saying. So you really got to handicap each game individually and not really follow a blind track. Yeah, you hear exactly. that, and you don't hear that it's 5 8 and 1 against the spread this year, right? Mm-hmm. You no. don't hear that one. No. Uh, except here, you hear it here. So sorry, Chris. So we're trying to defer, you know, deter people from coming in and, and playing that. Uh, let me ask you this. Were you were you one of the group? Or did the group that was betting the Hawks early in the year in terms no. of future, did they come in here? Oh, did they bet us yeah, here? Yeah, did they yeah. bet you here? They yeah. bet us here, yeah. So is that is that going to be a hard hit if they... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it just finals or was it Eastern Conference? No, Eastern Conference. Okay. Yeah. What'd they get? Do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but I know we're on for uh, some pretty good numbers. Um so needless to say, I'm rooting for the Bucks pretty hard here. Because so. I know Vinny has mentioned the Hawks and I think the Suns. The Suns, r- yeah. Right? Not really great yeah. results for you? The Suns was just uh, for the conference. Okay. And the Hawks was for both. And uh, I don't know if it's some Nate McMillan fan or what. But, but like I said, you know, West certainly would know this better than I would. And whatever they got tired of hearing in uh, Indianapolis, yeah. they they welcomed in Atlanta. And they and sometimes it's just the fit, too. Right. Yeah. Certain coaches fit certain teams. And, you know, this is a young team with some good young players on it. Trey Young, of course, one everybody knows right now. But whatever it is, th- this team really plays hard. Because there's a couple times I'm looking at the games and, you know, I'm trying to beat the Hawks. I'm thinking, okay, we got this one. Yeah. They're, you know, no, sorry, they just keep coming at you. And, uh, they, they have a, a, a lot of talent, and they, they make big shots, a lot of threes, and uh, they can get back in a game pretty quickly. So, Chris, we got college football games of the year yeah. out here at the South Point. You guys put them out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Also, season win totals just for conference games. Where have you guys been getting hit or what teams really early on are drawing interest from predominantly a lot of the sharp betters that come in? Oh, it's bet definitely those. sharp better so far. Yeah, I think we'll pick up some public money uh, as it goes on. But that's fine. I just updated these for uh, David Purdom. Uh, he was going to write an article for us. Uh, some of the teams that we got bet on, you know, Alabama, I, I thought I had them. <laughs> you know, yeah, I always I say, it's like we're that, pricing yeah. them to the moon and you still love them. You know, <laughs> one of the things I've been saying the last couple of years, it's hard to get rich betting on Alabama at this point, but you ain't going to get rich betting against them either, <laughs> I can tell you that. But they, I guess, they, I rated them as highly, I think, I think it's at a tie with the highest I've ever rated a team going into a season. They got a new quarterback. I don't know how many right. guys they lost in the first round. I mean, but it is Nick Saban and it is Alabama. I still rated the hell out of them, and they still bet the hell out of them right. on, uh, on in the games of the year. Now they hadn't touched the season win totals. So I had that juice. I had that up pretty good, yeah. seven and a half. But I got a lot of money on them. Now conversely, they bet against Auburn. So I mean that I'm already the Iron Bowl. I know who yeah. I'm going to need there. Uh, they bet against Auburn on quite a few teams. I got some money on Kentucky. 
and I got a lot of passion from Kentucky fans telling me what an idiot I am. I had them rated too low. You don't and, say. I know those people very well, Chris. <laughs> but I can understand if I said that about basketball. Well, when did Kentucky football get I know. all this passion? I know. But, They're crazy know. 24-7, 365. I, I got it here this year. So uh, a couple other ones. Central Florida, I, I the public thinks I overrated them. Yep. Um, you know, there's a couple up and down the line. And uh, well, like I said, uh, Auburn, I think they think I overrated Auburn. I, I usually like to bet against new coaches, but I think a new coach in Auburn actually might be a good thing. I think Gus Melzon kind of nailed it in the last year or two. That's Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports up on Twitter. Chris, always appreciate the time. Good to see you, too. My pleasure. Good seeing you guys. You got it. All right, we'll come back and look out for that article by David Burton as well. Uh, but we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to more on the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals of baseball here on My Guys in the At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only a one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Gotta be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, one 800 
770-7117. Virginia, one 3500 Offer not valid in Iowa. Couple of quick updates because we do have games going on here really quickly. Uh, you were mentioning Vanderbilt and NC State. We are at the top of the ninth inning. So Vandy with a runner on and one out. So we'll see if NC State in the bottom of this inning. West can do something, work some magic, and move on, right? Because if they win, they can move on. But they still have one more chance if they do lose. Yeah, NC State is 2-0. and So this is double elimination. So if they lose today, hopefully they get some guys back for their sakes tomorrow, assuming this goes to tomorrow, because only 13 players active today due to uh, some COVID-19 protocols with in that team. We also have Major League Baseball underway. Uh, a couple of scores that mirror one another. Two one nothing leads for the road teams of the games that are currently underway and both at the top of the seventh inning. Colorado Rockies with a one nothing lead over the Milwaukee Brewers right now. Rockies had a relatively successful series against uh, Milwaukee what, about a week ago in mm-hmm. Colorado. Uh, now a one nothing lead over the Brew Crew here. Top of the seventh again as the Rockies closes a very large underdog plus 245, two bucks 90 cents coming back with the Milwaukee Brewers. And then top of the seventh, Philadelphia with a one nothing lead over the New York Mets. Uh, runner on with no outs. I laugh because it's always kind of like this, right? We see these no hitters. We see all these amazing performances. Today, we see Aaron Nola match the record of Tom Seaver, 10 consecutive strikeouts, and yet just a scant one nothing lead for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, they, he only went five and a third as well, so mm-hmm. now the bullpen, it's going to be up to the Phillies bullpen to hold that up, but right now, bottom of the six, one nothing Phils. And this Mets team, uh, this lineup needs to wake up a little bit here because it's funny, they had reached as high as like a $4 favorite to win that division mm-hmm. at one point west uh, but all of a sudden the nationals are starting to pick things up yeah. a little bit the, you know the men or yeah. excuse me the uh, the braves starting to pick things up a little bit they have fallen on hard times their lineup has disappeared and uh, this is a win that you would uh, really like to have in this division if you're going to maintain all your... of a sudden my guy kyle schwarber from indiana university they right? moved him into the leadoff spot and he is hitting home runs now look i'm as big of a fan as a war bear as anybody went to my alma mater took iu to the college world series but let's hold off on the ricky henderson comparison shall we in terms of best leadoff hitter in the history of baseball. Uh, I did not know those comps were out there. I've been seeing them on social media because, look, we live in this environment where if it didn't happen within the last five minutes, it never happened. So you're really seeing that all of a sudden. Everybody is all over. We become prisoners of the moment. But mm-hmm. let's let's hold off a little bit on that. But certainly, uh, yeah. Kyle Schwarber having a very good time here in the one spot. You don't think the New York Yankees could have used him in Yankee Stadium this right. year? Right. Uh, by the way, I can totally see it. A very similar body types and everything like that. Him and Ricky Henderson. So, yes. Really good comp right there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best bets. Uh, it kind of a rehash from yesterday. I mean, look, made it for a game today it's still out there uh, but I will I think I'm, I'm going to get it involved again here as uh, the market moves in that direction once more uh, the Bucks and the Hawks were up to eight and a half here West I took the seven and a half actually when it got reposted uh, for mm-hmm. game two because I figured that would start to drift in the other direction but it did not up to eight and a half again here uh, and as we kind of noted here at the beginning of the show what's interesting about this is this eight and a half is sticking right and for yes. game one the eight and a half when it would pop it would disappear relatively quickly now the eight and a half is staying so whatever the market's doing playing the zigzag the market moved in the direction of Milwaukee again in game one. So there are some respected betters on that side. But regardless, pretty interesting that eight and a half sticking. I still think this Hawks team, we can get into the specifics of the matchup coming up next. Uh, there is some stuff that, that Atlanta can still do here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I didn't go ahead and, and lay it full game with the Bucks. I went with the first half angle thinking, okay, now that they got smacked in the face with some reality here in game one, I do think that they're going to come out strong. And I think we've kind of seen that here in the playoffs, 4-0 and 2 at home against the spread in the first half. So, look, a very short-term trend, but I think there's at least some logic behind it. So, Bucks minus five first half. Yankees minus 117 over the Red Sox. I'm with Kenny White. Mark
Martin Perez, 210 ERA on the road for the Bo Sox, but 668 at Fenway Park, and that's not a good idea against a Yankees team that's finally maybe putting some bats on the balls and, and putting some runs up there. Went with the Dodgers money line and rebound off that getting no hit, that no hit by committee by the Cubs last night. I think Bellinger, and as they get incorporated back in the lineup, plus it's kind of a fade of Jake Arrieta. Parlayed that with the Bucks just on the money line. That pays a little bit over even money. And then under five, even here on the Islanders and the Lightning. Basically in game sevens, it is more... Uh, for, you know, likely that you see unders because the referees don't want to call penalties. And plus the fact if Kucherov does not go, that really dramatically affects the Lightning's power play. So 41, 27, and 13 in game seven since 1996 when it's set at five goals or more. So we'll get into the details of this matchup. It'll also lead us into player props as well for the Eastern Conference Finals game two matchup. Uh, we also have to get to, of course, the 410 Eastern starts of Major League Baseball and much more. It's my guys in the desert. stupendous conversation with Chris Andrews earlier in the program. If you missed that or any part of this show or anything on the Vizcan schedule today for that matter, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money and Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. You can download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights, Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, and myself, Jonathan Von Tobel. Long Shots with Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, Humans every once in a while still? He makes a cameo okay. appearance around major championship time. I like it. The Gone Racing crew as well. Awesome analysis there in Motorsports Racing. And the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, aptly named because Tom Cruise is on it. Uh, Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Get the joke? They're all free and available now at slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. So we'll get to the Major League Baseball card as a whole and some of the early start times. You know, there's quite a few uh, first pitches set for 407 or 410, our time, 710 for those of you on the East Coast. So I wanted to talk a little bit, and we can, you know, spin this out into matchups and point and total props, player props, things of that nature. Uh, but I'm really interested in your thoughts because I found myself when I was writing about this today, Wes, where there was a lot of you got to defend Trey Young. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Mike mm-hmm. Budenholzer? You moron! And I, you know, I went back and you, you rewatch the game. You look at some of the numbers around the contest, and, and I, I hate to say it, but I don't. I don't dislike the game plan overall of, very simply put, Trey Young, let's see if you can score 45 a game every single game. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to what happened throughout the course of this contest, you, uh, Wes, you look and you see, okay, well, while Trey Young had a really good game of 48 points on 17-34 shooting, you look at the rest of the uh, the. Contributors, Bogdan Bogdanovich only had four points on one of six shooting. Danilo Gallinari only had nine points in that game. Solomon Hill, while he played 20 minutes, only contributed four. Lou Williams only had three in his short 12 minutes. It was actually a minus 12 in the minutes that he was out there. And yes, John Collins had a really solid contest. 23, he was 11 of 16. Uh, Clint Capella, really solid, 12 and, of course, 19. Really big offensive rebounds down the stretch. Same with John Collins. Some of those came, by the way, when they went small, outside of the regular game plan, right, of dropping Brooke Lopez back. But I thought they did a really good job of, yes, we will give Trey Young this area of the floor because it's part of what we do. We play drop coverage. Drew Holiday is going to be on him. But 
Kicking it out to open shooters is not going to be a thing. Locking down a Gimpy Bogdan Bogdanovich is what we're going to do. Let's see if the other pieces can actually make this work. And at one point, it looked like the Bucks were actually going to cover that number in the fourth quarter. So I don't really hate it because I thought we were talking about this yesterday. And ER put it really well. I'm running professional handicapper. You're in a box and you're plugging holes, right? Which hole are you going to plug? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'll just plug the hole of everybody else and let's see if Trey Young can do it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the same thing here again today. Yeah, and you look at what happened in game one, by the way. Atlanta as a team, 8 of 32 from distance. So it's not like the drop coverage from that standpoint got eaten alive. Trey Young, by the way, hit four of those eight threes that Atlanta hit. But mm-hmm. I was curious your take a little bit because, like, if you look at Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez can still kind of protect the rim a little bit, and he's okay in that drop defense that Bud and the Bucks like to play. However, you got to think, okay, are they going to change that much? Are they going to react to what they saw in game one where it's like, okay, well, we can't let this guy necessarily, even though if we can stop everybody else, we don't necessarily want this guy to cook us for 48 points. And obviously against a drop defense, Trey Young is going to be able to shred that a little bit. He's, of course, got that floater in the lane. Which, by the way, we should know, and it has been pointed out, he was one of seven on those floaters in the Mm -hmm. second half. So Mm -hmm. as great as that floater looks, and one of my articles I've been jokingly put that he hits it at like 95% rate, those are very tough shots to make consistently throughout the course of a game. Do you think we're going to see more Giannis on him that we saw in the fourth quarter? Because, look, Drew Holiday is a very good defender. He did not have a great night if you look at these numbers. But I got to think, look, he's going to defend better than he did in game one. But do you think Bud, at least earlier in the game, will go to Giannis on Trey? I think you are. Like I think you're going to see. Like, so we saw a couple of lineups where it was like Jeff Teague and Bobby Portis and center. Those aren't going to really work. And, and mm-hmm. that's where Trey Young got his open three with the shimmy. That's where they were kind of beating up on him. So you tweak your lineups from a bench perspective, right? And when you bring Book Lopez off the court, Maybe you switch Giannis over to center. You put P.J. Tucker at your four, and you can get super switchables, a lot of dexterity in there, and you might give up some on the offensive glass like you did, so maybe you don't use that lineup late. But obviously, I think you see a little bit more of that throughout the course because they were really solid defensively. The only problem was you're just giving up second-chance points, and if you can clean up the glass a little bit in those possessions, then you're going to have, I think, some success there. And then there's the flip side of this, West, where it's like, okay, let's talk a lot about the way that you know the Bucks defended them. But let's also not forget, 26 of 39 within four feet of the basket. They got almost 40 attempts off within four feet of the basket. That's a lot. And 66% or 66.7% is a really solid rate, especially over the course of 39 shot attempts. They got inside Milwaukee whenever they wanted. Mm -hmm. You have Drew Holiday, who there's really no defensive matchup for. We mentioned Bogdan Bogdanovich, not fully healthy. You're not putting Trey Young on him. So there's all these things offensively that I still think the Bucs have in their favor. Chris Middleton's going to shoot better than he did in game one. And I still think from a defensive standpoint, you know, there's going to be some area where Troy Young is going to look really good. But for the most part, you stick with your guns and you see what happens here in game two. Yeah. And to your point, in terms of Milwaukee shooting so well and getting on to the inside, what did you make of Capella? Obviously, that was a big storyline in the Philly series is that Joel Embiid kind of really took him to school when Joel Embiid wasn't settling for jumpers necessarily mm-hmm. and going cold in the fourth quarter. But it seemed like Capella is a little bit relieved to not have to guard Joel Embiid. I mean, he, he still at least has a chance, you would think, against Milwaukee. 12 points, 19 rebounds in game number one. Obviously, Giannis can get to the rim with those go-go gadget long arms and and dunk on you and get fouled, but 
it seems like Capella, you would think, is going to be more effective this series. Well, as especially a as a rebounder, clearly. Yes. Like that, that's going to be the job. Who cares if you score 10 plus points? Grab us some offensive rebounds and grab some boards because that is one of the things that the Hawks have done really well. And so you look at overall, like point props, for example, look, Trey Young, I, I am always very boring with this. Trey Young, Giannis Antetokounmpo, under. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, there is the value in that because these numbers are always shaded a little and bit And everybody bets the stars, and they don't right. necessarily look down the board at the Kevin Herters or the P.J. Tuckers or the Brooke Lopez's. And those are kind of the props I want to attack here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bet points on a superstar because I know it's already taxed in the number, and I'm not getting any value. Yeah, 100%. So, like, there's a lot of these numbers. It is pretty interesting to look at a couple of these. One of the things that stuck out to me, uh, a Trey Young with his made three pointers look the guy is going to attempt a lot he had 13 attempts he mm-hmm. made four of them four mm-hmm. 13 is nothing good the offense has worked its best when young is not shooting threes and I do wonder if we see a cut down in the attempts here from Trey Young tonight in terms of three-point shots because I, those aren't your most efficient looks Trey Young's a solid shooter not logo three-point Lillard and Steph Curry. Guy. Now, maybe one way of skirting Trey Young's scoring, if you don't necessarily right. want to play the under, is to play over on the assists here yeah. in terms of getting more guys involved. Because Bogdanovich, look, they missed open shots, those guys. Bogdanovich, Herter, obviously regressed a little bit from that great game seven in Philadelphia. So you got to think, okay, Trey Young, if he's able to slice through that drop coverage, is going to have opportunities to set those guys up. Now, they got to make the shots for that assist prop to go over. Major League baseball we got a full card later tonight we discuss on the other side because i got some really intriguing series of course one in boston between the new york yankees and the boston red sox a red sox team who won't go away at the top of that division how about this al east At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. My guys in the desert from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Jonathan Von Tobel, West Reynolds, with you here today on this Friday, wrapping things up before we head off into the weekend. Uh, we have a bunch of games that are set to get started here at 4.10 p.m. Pacific time, 7.10 for those of you on the East Coast, West. So let's roll through them. Uh, I'm going to start in a selfish spot. Because Griffin Canning's getting the start on the road here. Big price tag on the Rays, who are at home taking on the Angels. Let well, two game set slip away against the San Francisco Giants. Canning, a guy who had some interesting stuff early on, but he's kind of settled into the dude that he is, right? Not a high strikeout guy. Walks are up a little bit this year as well. Walking pretty much four guys every nine innings. Walk rate over 10% this year as well. So you can understand a pretty big price tag here on the Rays. Dollar seventy plus 155 on the other side for the Angels. Yeah, Andrew Kittredge is going to go and kind of that quasi-opener role for the Rays. By the way, his number's 208 on the ERA, but 345 on the XPIP. So, look, Cannon is a guy I bet a couple times this year and been left disappointed because I think you look at his numbers, it's like, man, he should be a little bit better. He's just had some little rough luck in terms of that batting average balls in play. So, uh, you're thinking he's kind of going to regress a little bit to the mean, and he's left me a little bit disappointed. But I think where I would actually lean here is on the under, to, uh, to be honest honest with you uh, raise at home a little bit shaky in terms of what they've been hitting even though it's going to be a bullpen game tonight with Kittredge going out in the opener role so small lean to the under have not played it as of yet though see the lopsided support there for the Tampa Bay Rays in terms of the splits courtesy of DraftKings by the way vcin.com slash betting is it splits or betting splits maybe make sure I get that right either way vcin.com you can check out the betting splits on all these games huh check that out just go to vcin.com in general Uh, let's move on we have other starts that are going to start in about 15 minutes or so uh, we have I know around the um, studio have dubbed it the annual or the annual uh, the daily Matt Harvey fade day every time he is up to start mm-hmm. Alec Manoa is on the other side I will ask you as opposed to Harvey who hasn't been good for him what have you seen from Manoa because early on you saw some fraudulence in his numbers and that, that yeah. has kind of regressed and, and met its level to a certain extent the FIP's pretty high it's over six X fit 450 strikeouts are really solid but command's not there has issues keeping the ball in the yeah. park and, and that's even with by the way getting lucky on balls in play so what do you do with Manoa here is the really big price tag and oh by the way I think it was last Saturday Alec Manoa did face the Baltimore Orioles what did yeah. he give up like three home runs in an inning and then he got thrown out because he hit a batter benches cleared a little bit between the Orioles and the Blue Jays so uh I don't know if I'd be I know the fade Harvey day here is a legit thing and it's proven to be successful but I think this price is getting a little bit too big now because Alec Manoa I don't know if I have the faith to lay him uh, of course last time out what I just mentioned that had happened so this is probably going to be a stay away but if I had to get involved and it's like okay you got to bet this game I would probably go Orioles on the run line at plus one and a half, but I'm going to leave this one alone. For 10 p.m. Pacific time, Braves and Reds. 
Uh, we get Drew Smiley and Vlad Gutierrez here. Cincinnati, about a dollar eleven, depending on where you look. Pretty high total here uh, of ten and a half. Smiley, the start to the year hasn't been great. Just one of those back end rotation guys. Five eleven earn run average up to this point, and we have seen a little bit of a bump. Depends on where you look, but this has essentially been floating around one ten minus one hundred nine mm-hmm. for the most of the day. And the Braves did get the money, and I think probably a lot of the reason they got some of the overnight and the early morning supporters. You look at Vlad Gutierrez, five sixty three on the XFIP. So I don't yep. know if this would be our old. Buy low, sell high type of candidate here, JVT, because he's 386 on the ERA, 247 batting average balls in play. So he's been a little bit on the luckier side because if you really look at the average league wide of that stat, it's about three. Mm-hmm. And Vladimir Gutierrez is at 247. So. I can see why the Braves are getting the money here. I don't disagree with it at all. Yeah, nearly a two-run differential there. Uh, you know, I think usually when you see these two, right, in terms of the expected fielding independence being yes. that high, especially in those buy low, sell highs we used to do, uh, the, the thing is why you see the total this high as well and why there is some support for the over. This has the potential to be a higher-scoring game because I don't know if we trust Smiley as much, but there is something coming for Vlad Gutierrez, and especially against a yeah. lineup that has the potential of Atlanta, it could get pretty ugly in a relatively cheap price. And what we've too. seen with the total here, this yep. was 10 in the overnight now 11 a little bit juice to the under still some juice to the over at 10 and a half so obviously shop around but that's what we're talking about with baseball everybody's talking about oh once they start checking for the sticky stuff you know about these totals and the fact that these totals are so high as they weren't checking for it the reason why these totals are getting higher and you can bet these overs in the overnight is because the temperature is getting hotter mm-hmm. and that's I think a big part of the reason and that's what you see in these ballparks so all of a sudden the balls start flying out of the yard Great American ballpark is a hitter's park, just like Atlanta's park is a hitter's park, even though the lineup has been a little slow to get off the deck. So you can see why this is getting bet to the over. One quick update before we get back to Major League Baseball. Vanderbilt does get the win over NC State 3-1. to one. Kumar Rocker, 11 strikeouts in six innings. So Vanderbilt and NC State will have another game to play tomorrow. The night game, by the way, Texas and Mississippi State. A couple more games are going to start at four before we get to uh, the rest of the card and uh, a little bit more before we head off into the weekend. Your thoughts on Lester, because he's going to get the start here today, John Lester, right now for the Nationals. Uh, on my screen, I've got, uh, let's see, forty in favor of the uh, Miami Marlins. Lester's an interesting guy, and Lester has always been one of those dudes who not really big in terms yeah. of the strikeouts, right? He's not going to induce swing and misses. And we see this with some of the numbers, right? XFIP it tends to, at least from what I have seen, right, get a little bit higher on dudes who gets their defense involved. And that would be Lester. The walks are up this year as well. You're talking about a differential of nearly a run, 396 ERA, four. 75 on the expected fielding independent, a little bit higher on the fifth as well. So what do you made of Lester up to this point? Because he does have the profile of a guy that you would tend to play against for the most part. He does. And obviously we know with Lester, when he gets guys on base, you can run on him and, yep. and be able to try to steal bases really going forward. But all of a sudden the Nats starting to hit. And I think Kyle Schwarber, like I mentioned, being moved into that leadoff spot, by the way, they are now 500. I believe, I think this might be the first time all season because they've been mm-hmm. below that mark for a while and struggling and struggling to get there but now 36 and 36 very much a factor I think in the NL East race only three and a half behind the Mets and really not a wide difference between any of those teams Miami I really like their young pitching including Pablo Lopez but I don't like the fact that Pablo Lopez doesn't get a lot of support at home and that worries me a little bit for the runs. I didn't really know what to do on the side. Looks like Miami's taking the money here against the all of a sudden resurgent Washington Nationals. This was 130. Now you're seeing 140 and change in the market. 
small in the over at seven and a half, but nothing for me. I do believe our producer, Matt, likes the Washington Nationals. Yeah, we got a couple of picks from Matt coming up here in a little bit. First, let's wrap up four o'clock hour very quick. Phillies, Mets, doubleheader game two. Matt Moore, David Peterson. Do you have anything here? Peterson was a guy in the past that looked like he had some pretty good stuff mm-hmm. going for him and his underlying numbers. Yeah, and David Peterson, he's kind of one of those buy low, sell high candidates, I guess, if you really believe in him. I've yeah. been let down by him a couple times. 531 on the ERA, 378 XFIP. Batting average balls in play about league average a little bit higher at 301. So looking at this first game, we're looking like we're heading to an under. By the way, that not yet final. one nothing now, bottom of the seventh between Philadelphia and the Mets. Of course, Aaron Nola with those strikeouts today, tying that record of Tom Seaver starting with 10 straight, ended up with 12 overall. So sometimes a lot of betters when you have these doubleheaders in these seven-inning games like to wait for that first result to come in, obviously, and maybe they want to kind of zigzag a little bit where it's like, okay, the first one went under, so the second game's going to go over. I don't think that that's necessarily the best long-term strategy, but would certainly lean to the New York Mets. And just as I say that now a tie ball game in the bottom of the seventh at City Field. Uh, Out of all the games that we got later, you know, we got a bunch of five, seven o'clock starts. Anything that stuck out to you in terms of these late starts in Major League Baseball? A couple. uh, uh, And I mentioned a little bit earlier with the Dodgers. I am going to put them in a money line parlay. I'm not really sold on Jake Arrieta on the road. I know Gonsolin has only gone about three innings really on average, just three starts this year. So it's going to be a bullpen pen game for the Dodgers, but it's kind of an angle I like to play when you get a team that does get no hit. Keep in mind this week, the Dodgers just got back, uh, uh, Max Muncy. They just got back Cody Bellinger. I know Mookie Betts has been a little bit in and out of the lineup, but Jake Arrieta right now is trying to stay in that Cubs rotation. He's got a nine ERA in June yep. and a 651 on the road and his starts here in 2001. The slugging against him is increasing. So just the metrics are not very good. This is a Dodgers team that has a lot of hard hit baseballs. If you look at barrel rate and slugging percentage, all that stuff against right-handed pitching, Jake Arrieta also, by the way, second time through a lineup, 831 ERA this season. So I think even going with Tony Gonsolin, that quasi opener for the Dodgers, I think they could get to Jake Arrieta early and make the Cubs try to come from behind and really take out that bullpen that has been so good and was obviously very good. Three innings of no hit ball to get that combined kind of no hitter by committee for Chicago. Last really night. quickly. I, I've been kind of surprised. You know, we see yesterday uh, a big price tag on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Mejia goes out, pitches really well. Some solid underlying numbers for Hill. Kyle Quantrill's got some regression coming to him. It looks like here, but I've been kind of surprised the market its respect here for the Twins in this series pretty early. Yeah, and you do have Coulomb going for the Minnesota Twins left-handed pitcher. It was, I think, supposed to be Randy Dobnak originally, but now a left-handed <laughs> pitcher, and it's one of those things, and I maybe use it a little bit more in the National League than the American League where you have the DH, is the fact that if you look... I like to sometimes take a left-hander the first time, especially in the first five innings when you don't have a team that has very much data against him or hasn't really seen him or had many at-bats against against him. So lean Minnesota here, especially for the first five. All right, Matt, what do you got for the weekend? We got some tough ones. The uh, I, I, I'm on the Nats. I'm on the Nats. I'm on the Blue Jays mostly due to the uh, the, the, the fade Harvey aspect. Royals' first five is going to be an interesting one to take a look at. Mike Miner, the lefty going for the Royals tonight. The Rangers, one of the bottom four teams against left-handed pitching in the major leagues. Another one that I didn't add for you guys that I've done really since we got going on the show. 
Mariners, White Sox, over seven and a half, low number, kind of fading the success that Rodon has had. This White Sox team, number two in the major leagues in terms of hitting against lefties, trailing only the, the world-beating Astros who would beat Nolan Ryan if he was left-handed at, at this day and age. I like it. There you go. All right. By the way, have you you know it's Rodon is interesting because at the beginning of the year, Wes, there was some indication that there would be some regression. Uh, those numbers have tightened up quite a bit yeah. for this guy. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to see, I think, some regression for the White Sox. I've been yeah. saying it's going to be Lance Lynn, who I think, as you go on in the season, always starts very well in April and May. But as the summer gets a little bit hotter, you see Lance Lynn's numbers go a little bit higher. So keeping my eye out for that. That's Wes Reynolds and Jonathan Von Tobel filling in here on My Guys in the Desert. We're all done. Weekend is here, so have a great time, of course. Hope you win everything that you bet on this coming weekend, unless it's on the other side of what I have. Then, of course, I don't. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> vsin.com, you can find everything that we have, vsin.com slash podcast as well if you missed out on any part of your favorite show. See you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.